Manx Radio has been broadcasting from a rock in the Irish Sea now for well over half a century, and throughout that time has remained at the forefront of broadcast technology. The first legal commercial station in the British Isles, the first to use policemen for weather forecasting, and the first on-air fart. Now in its 57th year, it's contemplating the most exciting innovation in radio since 1984, becoming the first publicly owned national public service broadcaster to air totalitarian state propaganda. Watch this space for more news, as it's dictated. Thought for the Day is brought to us by Juan Turnage. Once funded by the Manx taxpayer to advise potential investors in the Isle of Man that it's rubbish and they'd be better off in Ireland, he now spends a lot of his time highlighting the banality of life on Facebook and going to America a lot. Sadly, he keeps coming back. I was driving into Onkin the other day. I say driving, more like dodgems. Have you seen the state of the roads? Bloody disgusting. Those clowns in DOI couldn't fill a pothole that was in their own arse. Useless. Not like in America. I saw a pothole there when I was in Florida, as I often am, and it was repaired before I'd even reported it to Trump. He knows what's what, like me. Look after number one first. That's what we need to do. Not pander to all the do-gooders, immigrants, and those with nothing. If you've got nothing, do something about it instead of just moaning about how badly off you are. That's what I did. You don't hear me complaining about it. I was going to go to a Christmas torch procession, but it was called off because of a little rain. Ridiculous bloody nanny statism again. You can't wipe your arse without government telling you how to do it. And you'd probably get charged for doing so. Even then they'll get it wrong. Unbelievable. Wouldn't be like that if someone like me was in power. Everything would work, everything would be perfect, there'd be no problems anywhere, ever, because I'd sort them all out. Not like these numpties. Couldn't believe they called it off just because of the weather. I just told them to stuff it, flew over to the UK where they do things properly, and there are people there to watch as well, and others to turn up in all weathers to enjoy it. Bloody health and safety department tossers. I went to Yorkshire. They make them proper odd there, not like the Isle of Man. Man, you must be joking. Kids in a playground, more like. We took part in a torchlight parade with 30,000 people, all with proper torches dipped in petrol. Even the kids had them. There was a force 11 wind and it was hailing we didn't even notice. Everything went ahead as normal and it was great. You wouldn't get that on the Isle of Man. Even if it had gone ahead, the torches would all be LEDs and the kids would have to be in Kevlar fire suits. And there'd probably only be three people there anyway with a crap brass band. In America, where I go a lot, by the way, have you seen how cheap the tickets are? A couple of hundred nicker, practically giving them away if you're as well off as me. All self-made, mind. Nothing inherited. They do things properly there, anyway. Full concert orchestra, free torches, free ten-course gourmet burger meal and free bud. Not just bloody rubbish amateur band and Iceland sausage rolls, it's crap here. And next week, Thought for the Day will be with the radical cleric Abu Hamza. In the time it's taken for someone to answer this phone call, several people, mostly Manx Radio producers, have run up the stairs in a blind panic in the belief that yet another presenter of a phone-in has passed out. Hundreds of people have turned their radios off once they discovered where the noise of a ringing phone was coming from. Blind people have been scratching around for their mobiles in the belief they were phoning someone by mistake. Everyone's forgotten what the hell the advert is meant to be for. Stupid adverts. Why do we keep making them? Hello? 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 Ah, it's just typical. It's 8 o'clock, and Manx Radio's flagship news and current affairs programme mandate, soon to be rebranded Dictat, is well underway, yet there are still people listening. This morning, Chief Minister Howard Stern is being grilled on Brexit. This is Mandate. I'm one of Manx Radio's Alex's. 
And if you're not already depressed this morning, keep listening. Let's have a quick look at some of your text and emails now. And Eric from Colby reckons the Promenade Regeneration Scheme will take several years to complete and cost millions. Can't argue with that, Eric. Hotchie the Pie Man says, what time is Chris on? Is it the same as every other day of the week? Yes, it is. And Bob says, I went out with this girl last night and she said, where are you taking me? So I took her up the... uh, Oh, no. I can't read that out, Bob. No. Brexit now, and an exclusive and hard-hitting interview with the Chief Minister about the island's position post-Brexit. He's grilled by news editor Timmy Mallett. Chief Minister, what's going to happen to the island post-Brexit? Well, 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 it's really a question of what exactly we mean, or at least they mean by Brexit. If it's a hard Brexit, as opposed to, of course, a soft Brexit, or no Brexit at all, the so-called Noxit, then it makes a big difference to the other two options. The hard Brexit is, in essence, a Brexit arrangement which would likely see the UK give up full access to the single market and full access to the customs union, along with the EU, of which, of course, we're not a member. This arrangement would prioritise giving Britain full control over its borders, making new trade deals and applying laws within its own territory. Initially, this would mean the UK would likely fall back on World Trade Organization or WTO rules for trade with its former EU partners. If, on the other hand, it's more of a soft exit, this would put the shoe on the other foot. And as Bullish Shah once said, from first to last, I searched myself. None of the did I succeed in knowing, not some great thinker am I, who is standing in my shoes alone. And that's something which we can't answer until such time as we're clear about the question. A soft Brexit can sort of be described as a Brexit in which the UK's relationship with the EU would retain stronger economic ties, make budgetary contributions and allow free movement of people. And, 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 and of course there's the controversial issue of the backstop, the beast which keeps raising its ugly head. As Nietzsche once said, he who fights with monsters might take care if he at least thereby becomes a monster. And if you gaze for long into the abyss, the abyss also gazes into you. And we've been staring into the abyss like a giant hole, if you will, for far too long. And this is now reflecting back on our hole, the hole which is a black dog of indecision. Well, that's just... I I, I think the point to consider here, Tim, is realistically... I'm not a total believer in the predictions of the dead-blind mystic Baba Vanga. We could be facing a breakdown in civilised behaviour, or, 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 or not. It would need a complete fracturing of the overall business case put forward by Mrs May and the deal she reached in Brussels, and a lack of proactive opposition from her colleagues to come up with a so-called stalking horse to challenge her authority. Even if she would appear to be coming to the final halt sign on her roadmap of Europe and possible dead end to her political career and party leadership, then who would steer the ship to, quote, Vasco de Gama, I am not afraid of the darkness. Real death is preferable to a life without living. And I think that's where the island finds itself now. Chief Minister, thank you very much. It's 11.05, and annoyingly some breaking news has just come in exactly a minute and a half after the last bulletin. It will immediately be broadcast via the Nation Station and Bane of Your Life social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr, Pinterest, GarageBand, Grindr, Friends Reunited and ManxRadio.com, if anyone remembers. A picture will say breaking news, whilst the text will read, more to follow. Listen to the radio. And we've just heard the shock news. There's going to be a postal strike, a completely unexpected move, heralded only by a 93% vote for industrial action in a ballot of 91% of posties. That's it, Chris. It's war. War has broken up. This is the war. That's it. Yes, it's war.
Our industrial correspondent, sports editor Chris Cave, is live from the picket line. Chris, is it like a war down there? Well, I've never been in a war. I'm a sports editor, but if a war is like a handful of men and women in bright coloured waterproofs trying to get cars to toot their horns, well, yes, it's like a war. Great, has anybody shouted scab yet? No. You sure? It can only be a matter of time. Well, someone shouted out Bob before, when Bob Carswell drove past waving. That sounds a bit like scab, I suppose. Sounds like it's really beginning to kick off. Speaking of kick-off, Tim, can I go yet? No! Are there any mounted police? No. What about troops in riot gear? No. Tanks? No. Has there been any tear gas? Well, not as such, but something has just been thrown at me. A rock? Uh, uh, No, it's a sausage bat. Well, well, I'll have to leave it there, Chris. There's some more dramatic news coming in. It seems the Northern Civic Amenity site has opened for the first time in recent memory. Our reporter, Fender Stratocaster, is there. Fender, it's all go. What's happening there? Nothing, I'm afraid, Timmy. They've just closed before any of the workers actually got here, following a yellow warning for cloud and dark skies after four. I will come back to you for regular inserts throughout the day. I'd rather you didn't. Back to the studio. They say you spend a third of your life in bed. They say it, but in fact it's bollocks, unless you're really lazy. Just lie down on anything soft and close your eyes for six hours. You'll feel exactly the same when you wake up, only considerably better off. Beds? Why stash all your money under the mattress when you can blow your wad on it? The nation station, right <coughs> Hello and w- welcome to another Talking Box. I'm Stu Peters, the working man's Jacob Rees Mogg. Today we're talking about the island's ageing population. Every year the numbers are growing and figures show that in a decade's time far more people on the Isle of Man will fall into the category than there were ten years ago. With everything that entails for the economy, pensions, access to doctors, medical care and the very atmosphere of the Isle of Man. So what can be done to curb the growth in that sector of the island's population? What effect could it have on your life? Should we be doing anything about it, or just accept that such growth is natural and that there will be a gradual shift in the island's socio-economic profile? Personally, I can't stand them, despite the obvious proximity for me. Clogging up the road in their little cars, doing 20 miles an hour flat out, dithering at the checkout, wearing too many clothes and all smelling of wee. But what do you think? Call me, particularly if your name's David, Howard or Buster, or just text me. I'll read it out eventually regardless of whether you can spell or not. And we've got a caller already on line seven. God knows why. There's no one on the other six. And it's Billy. Hello, Billy. Hi, Stu. I don't think we need any more of them on the island. There are too many as it is. I see, but how are you going to stop the numbers growing? Well, Stu, we need some sort of control over the people coming to live here. What? You mean have an upper limit of some kind? Where would you put it, though? Forty? 30? 20? Lower? No, no, Stu, I'd be lower than that. Just three or four, perhaps. Well, that's very low. Would they be able to travel on their own? Surely their parents would have to come with them. Well, none, then. None? You mean expectant women? God, no, we don't want the pregnant ones. I'm not sure I'm with you here, Timmy. Well, Stu, it's probably too cold for most of them here anyway. Well, I suppose they can't do much about that. It's... Your blood that gets thinner, I believe. I don't know about that, Stu. But, I mean, most of them work in the hospital or care homes anyway. 
I'm not sure about working there, Timmy. I think they live there, more likely. Or those funny cafes or restaurants. Restaurants? You thinking of the clientele at the buttery? No, the ones with that funny, spicy food. Really? I'd have thought most of our ageing population give spicy food a wide berth on health and safety grounds. Ageing population? Yeah. What did you think I said? Oh, Timmy seems to have gone. Well, never mind, we'll take a commercial break now. I think we're still making them. And then we'll move on to today's second subject, fat girls. Do they sweat more? The Nation Station, Manx Radio. Hello, I'd like to buy a Christmas tree, please. Sorry, sir? What are you after? A Christmas tree? Ooh, I don't know if we do those. But you're a garden centre. You must have a Christmas tree. I don't think so, sir. I've come specially up to Ramsey after hearing your advert on the radio, and now you're telling me I've wasted my time. So sorry, sir. Tell me again what it is you're after. A Christmas tree. Yes. Can you describe it for me? Uh, about six foot high, roughly cone-shaped, lots of branches covered in small needles, smells of pine. Oh, you mean a do I? Yes, we've got lots of those. What size do you want? What have you got? Three feet to twelve feet, then ten twee feet to thirty feet. Oh, um, about seven feet? Do you want a weef? What? A weef? For the front door? Uh, no thanks. How about some fairy lights? Some? Fairy lights? For the twee? No. A great big Rudolph? What? The wet-nosed reindeer. It's 20 feet high and lit up by electricity. Just a tree. Or little Robin Wedwest with a twee. Just the tree. Just the twee. White. White? We only have green or red. No, I, I mean rice, not white. White? White? One. A, a real tree in green. Real tree in green? Oh, forget it. What? I'm going to Robinson's. Robinson's? What have they got that we haven't? Real trees. We've got real trees. Yeah, but at Robbo's they're in great rugged ranks. At Robbo's they're in great rugged what? You heard. Of course, Manx Radio's been making adverts for years, and it takes a special skill to make just 30 seconds of airtime so intensely annoying to so many people. These days, the adverts are made off-island by a dedicated team of unemployed and useless actors, fans of 70s sitcoms no one has heard in years, and children under the age of 10. Right, love, are you ready? Okay, let's go for a take. And rolling! The Isle of Man has many wonders from its rolling green fields full of happy cattle munching on fresh Manx grass to the emerald green sea and white breakers from which comes its world-famous seafood including locally caught lobsters, crab and, of course, king of the sea, the scallop. Did you know that scallops... No, 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 hold it there, love. What are scallops? You know, those, those white shellfish with the orangey bit that looks like a little dick no one likes. No, you mean scallops, lovely. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Start again. OK. Oh, okay. Rolling! The Isle of Man has many wonders from its rolling green fields, full of happy cattle munching on the fresh Manx grass, to the emerald green sea and white breakers, from which comes its world-famous seafood, including locally caught lobsters, crab, and, of course, king of the sea, the scallop. Did you know scallops have more protein pound for pound than chicken, cod or monkey? And that dredging for them is actually good for the seabed, as it helps to bury all the bits of plastic which have sunk. Then, of course, there's Peel's best-known export, the world-famous smoked herring, which is the Manx Kuiper. 
Kuipers have been made in Peel since the Middle Ages. Some people say the place still smells no, the same. No, 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 no. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, lovey. I love the work on the scallop. But a kuiper? Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, the smoked fish makes everything which comes into contact with it stinks for weeks even when they're vacuum wrapped. They're kippers, darling. No, 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 they're kippers. Kipper, start again, start again, kipper. Okay? And rolling. The Isle of Man has many wonders from its rolling green fields full of happy cattle munching on the fresh Manx grass to the emerald green sea and white breakers from which comes its world-famous seafood including locally caught lobsters, crab and of course king of the sea, the scallop. Did you know that scallops have more protein pound for pound than chicken, cod or monkey and that dredging for them is actually good for the seabed as it helps to bury all the bits of plastic which have sunk. Then, of course, there's Peel's best-known export, the world-famous smoked herring, which is the Manx kipper. Kippers have been made in Peel since the Middle Ages. Some people say the place still smells the same. On land, the island's lush meadows, verdant hedgerows and crystal-clear air form the ideal backdrop for the cattle, which produce fresh white milk, tangy, tasty Manx cheese and spectacular clouds of fluffy white whey in Douglas Bay. Unique Lockton sheep with their four horns and dark brown... What? The Loacton sheep, darling. Loacton. Christ, have you never been there? No, have you? Of course, lovey, of course. Well, I've flown over it, which is all you need to know, really. Right, Loacton. Okay, from the top. Rolling. The Isle of Man. Fresh local produce from our own shores, advertised by people who have never been here. The nation's national broadcaster and bane of your life has always been very proud of its position as one of the few groups to give government a run for its money as an organisation the public loves to hate. It's also very proud of not just the radio, but the Manx bit, and often takes proactive initiatives to introduce Manx Gaelic into the daily programming in a way which is safe for both presenters and members of the public who have no idea what they're talking about. Mish Mercer has been single-handedly introducing more Manx words into daily use without anyone noticing. Manx desk now with Mish Mercer. Well, hey. Well, hey, wouldn't you? Mish, we've been hearing a lot about the debate on public service media of late. Aye. What is that in Manx? Well, media is ras, a word adopted from the Old Norse for big horn, the original means of broadcasting the news. Yeah, and what about public service? How would you say that in Manx? Uh, that would be to the lang. Tutha is a corruption of to the all, hence public. Lang has its roots in the church gatherings which used to be held at New Year, still marked, of course, in the phrase Old Lang Syne. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the word debate, how would one say debate in Manx with the debate? Uh, a debate is gerin, which harks back to the ancient Manx call to public arms. Get in there! And if you want to say with the debate, it would be the conjunction bug. Similar to the English word bug, a literal translation of which would be with the. Uh, and if you wanted to ask what to do? Uh, that's booth, the second word, the, rhyming with f. So, if we were to ask what to do with the debate on public service media? Yeah, uh, that'd be booth a bugger into the long grass. That's it for today. Go to my head. He moo, won't you? What? From Belig to Bride, this is Manx Radio. Will you support the SAVE initiative, Mr Hooper? Uh, no, I don't think I can because it's... Man fire. So, Kate, uh, either you leave your position as head of the health service or... Uh... Man fire. 
the commissioners of Onken want to make it clear you've done a wonderful job as clerk, but... Uh... Man fire. Man fire. Coming soon. If you ask awkward questions. This advert was brought to you as part of the government's Freedom to Punish initiative. Kirsty Young Light, Beth Espy, is recording Conister Rocks, a programme similar in every way to Desert Island Discs, only with less famous guests, fewer records and colder water. As usual, Beth has all three of her children with her in the studio, along with several belonging to her neighbours. Manx Radio is an equal opportunities employer, and the children get paid bugger all, the same as Beth. Her guest today, Sarah Hendy, is well known to Manx Radio as she works there. She's appearing on today's programme as Beth has run out of energy and any more original ideas, and Sarah only sits three feet away. Hello, and welcome to Conister Rocks. My guest today is a name well known to everyone, though mostly her family and members of the Celtic Weirdy Beardy clan. Sarah Hendy is best known for, well, only known for really, her seminal arts programme Spotlight, the one programme on Manx Radio in which arty types get the chance to mouth off at length about... Quiet now, dudes. I'm recording. ...about any artistic venture in which they're involved, regardless of whether they're any good or not. She's also widely tipped as being the next Judith Lay, albeit with less interest in hedonistic pursuits, and has already proved her mettle as being one of the few outside of Judith herself to sit through 11 hours of guild classes back-to-back without punching anyone. Thank you for coming in today, Sarah. Oh, it's my pleasure, Beth. So I must say, having heard some of your other guests, I'm not really certain why you'd want me on on the programme. Oh, Chris Stott's flight from Texas was cancelled and Christy didn't have anyone else lined up. Right, kids, I mean it. Quiet. Seriously now. Shush. Quiet. Quiet. Shut the f*** up. Now, Sarah, you're still in your 20s. When did you first realise that you wanted to sacrifice a sustainable life in order to work here at Manx Radio? Well, Beth, I think everyone in life has a calling. I don't think I did. I'm sure that's not true. Look at all the pleasure you bring to people now with your broadcasts. I mean, it's obvious. No, really, it isn't. Why not? I wanted to be a call girl. Oh, well, I'm sure doing Women Today is is a much better job, more satisfying and pleasurable. I doubt it. Money's rubbish too. Oh, 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 well, well, anyway. Mr. Davies, can I have a... No, Ori, you can't. Just sit down again and finish your Red Bull and stop doing that to Tamsin. She'll go blind. So is it a love and passion for art in all its forms and a, a passionate drive to explore and publicise the creative mind which brought you here? Be honest now. No one's listening. Really? Oh, uh, well, if, if I'm being honest, I was just bored out of my skull at my previous job, even if the money meant I didn't have to do night shifts on a scallop dredger as I do now. It was this or artistic director of the sale gallery, and that's a bit like being captain of the Titanic, isn't it? So uh, here I am. Let's have your first track. I'm guessing it's something quirky infused with a Celtic humour. You're bob on there, Beth. It's Roy Chubby Brown and Big Boobs Bertha. Really? I don't know if I can play that. Oh, why why not? Well, it 
doesn't really fit with the demographic of our target audience. Which is... I can't tell you exactly on air, of course, for reasons of commercial confidentiality, but it's predominantly late middle-aged women who swing to the left, liberal snowflakes, unemployed idealists, do-gooders, homeopathic hippies, self-educated internet doctors, semi-retired lawyers, my husband Dan and Christie's parents. Oh. I don't suppose you can play my next choice then. Which is? Chubby singing his classic, Addicted to Me. No. What's your third choice? Well, I thought on lonely nights, I'd need a cheery Manx number to remind me of my homeland. Happier times and carefree, sunny days in the Manx countryside. Oh, good. So I've gone for Dr Brian Stoll singing The Sheep Under the Snow. In English? No, no in, in Manx. Are you sure you wouldn't prefer anything more accessible? The figures for the show are bad enough as it is. No, it's got to be Brian. I, I love his music and it's such a whizzy song. Well, sadly, we don't have it on the system, so I've got something here which is similar and hopefully you will enjoy just the same. It's Boney M and Brown Girl in the Ring. But what? <laughs> the first choice of our guest today on Conister Rocks, Sarah Holland. Hendy. Yes, that. Boney M, the first choice for my guest today, Sarah Hendy. No, it wasn't. Whatever. Now, many people are tipping you as the next voice of the Guild. Are they? Yes. Well, it might be true for my sins. God, you must have a fantastically chequered history. I must take issue with you there, Beth. Sorry, Sarah. Didn't mean to offend. No, I meant with the use of the word history. Right, seriously now, kids, I am getting shut off with this. Listen! Listen! If you don't shut up in the next five seconds, Carly, Carly, are you listening? Are you? I don't think you can really listen to me and vape at the same time, do you? No. Good. Well, put it down then. Right. Here's the deal. Either you all shut up and sit down for the rest of the programme, or I lock one of you in the fridge again. Have you got it? Good. So... Sarah, are you physically and mentally prepared to spend the entire week down in the Villa Marina Royal Hall, barely surfacing for breath, other than to present the evening roundup programme a very long day at the Guild? No, no, Beth, it's not called that. Yes, it is. See? I dug this old tape out from the archive and it clearly says, Judith Lay presents a very long day at the Guild. No. Uh, oh, that's Oh, that's the way you're reading the label, Beth. It's actually... Avery Long's day at the Guild, Judith Lay presents. Avery Long, see, won the counter tenor class for 35 and under 80. He had a lovely voice, if a, a little high for a policeman. Let's have some proper music now, if you're finished. Yes, I've, I've said that occasionally. No, I mean, let's have your second track. I've got to have this lot home in 30 minutes. It takes me 20 minutes to force three of them in the boot. So, you like the king? What? Elvis, the king. Good? No, King Awful. Haven't you got a track which reminds you of all those hundreds of happy hours you're going to spend stuck in the Royal Hall listening to dozens of kids sing the same song? The Wu-Tang Clan and Bring the Ruckus. Would you prefer I'm a Barbie Girl? You can kiss my fat one. I want some badass beats from the clan, bruv. Just sick, innit? What? Play it. And so it goes on, as Manx Radio has for over half a century, though for many it feels much longer. 
The Nation Station continues its mission to provide true public service media, informing, educating and irritating in equal measure. A service which it's proud to uphold and continue into a brave new world. New generations to entertain and annoy, providing one constant in a turbulent world, a station which is the ultimate power on the island. Hang on, what's that? Who's that at the door? Ah, uh, uh, don't be too proud of this. Ah, uh, ah, uh, technological uh, terror you have constructed. Ah, uh, ah, uh, the ability to entertain an island uh, is but nothing compared to ah, uh, ah, uh, the power ah, 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 of the state. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. You can never win, Alf Vader. Strike us down and we will become more powerful than you can ever imagine. IM13 was written and performed by Edwina Roach, with able help following a bare minimum of persuasion from Lex Label, Rafe Chicks, Wangan Wee, Endermic Roll, Hebe Pesty, Nerdy Hahas, Willis Crismal, and Waxen Lotu. It was a Four Wise Men production for Manx Radio. Don't miss the next exciting episode, if there is one. <laughs>